Joey. Hey, Grace. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my God. Welcome to Venture with Grace. You have to ask. Well, you have to let me say welcome to Venture with Grace. First. By the way, thank you so much for coming. And then to like to give the audience a little bit background of Joey. Uh, we're friends for a long time now. And then you have met my mom, my husband, just like you haven't met my kid yet, but like you'll, you'll meet him soon. Um, but anyway, so Joey is legendary and he has, um, he's like amazing designer. And the other day I was talking to my mom, my mom's like, still remember like when I was launching, um, the book in like Stanford and then you were there helping me and then you like helped me hold the books and then like we're signing the books to people and then uh, you gave like you like gave my mom the seat and then you were sitting on the floor because there were like so many people there and I was just like so grateful and then I remember you did like uh, my like book website for me and then like you were just like amazing you were killing it and then within two hours you kind of gave me a makeover of our side because it was looking like not good but anyway you're um basically what i want to say is you're amazing and the app like just before you come onto the show i did a little bit stalking you were interviewed by randy zuckerberg and then you were um like basically i saw like your maybe like eight years ago interview with business insider or something okay to give the audience a little bit of background do you want to tell the audience about what you do and then where you came from and all that sure yeah so i'm the founder of a digital product design studio based in los angeles i work with big companies like um, our clients range from google so worked last year and last year with google x um their drone delivery startup um, and then I also, uh, other clients include um, a lot of amazing AI startups in the Valley and Web3 companies. So I really have the opportunity every day to work with the most creative people uh, in Silicon Valley and working on the bleeding edge technology. And I really love product design and user experience and how can we make things really simple because in this world, we're all kind of fighting for attention now. There's so many it's so crowded the uh, the consumer market space. So really, if you build something lasting, you have to have an emotional connection to the product and the brand. And so that's what I really work with a lot of companies um, on doing the user experience, the design, and especially with AI now and how we can fuse empathy and making it something really special and something that we're really proud of with the team. So I've uh, been creating websites and logos since I was really young. Um, I started on Homestead and GeoCities and just loved building technology. And I moved to Silicon Valley and worked at Google uh, when I was 18 years old. And my mom's an artist, so I really took a lot of her creativity and, um, and then kind of infusing that in, in the tech space. So I've had the opportunity to, to launch and sell um, to two companies that I actually sold uh, over the last 12 years being in Silicon Valley. And I love working with people like yourself to help redesign their brand, their personal brand, um, their website, their mobile apps. And most recently, uh, we actually, I just um, started working, designing uh, with a new client called January.ai. And they're an incredible company based in Menlo Park. Um, and traditionally they were, uh, focused towards 
blood glucose management for uh, diabetics, being able to see what the food impact has on um, your day-to-day life mm-hmm. and being able to scan any food. So I helped actually launch their new consumer free app. Um, you can check it out at january.ai and be able to scan any food item and using AI, it tells you all the macros, like the calories, the protein, um, the fiber that it has, and being able to see the glucose scale uh, on the app. So taking something that's very um, kind of futuristic and you know sci-fi, being able to scan any item or food and being able to see exactly what it has impact on your body, um, I, I felt like it was a, a a new trend that is uh, really exciting to me. And then providing the user experience and the user design to make it all the flows as simple as possible and working with the team on the product strategy and how they're kind of infusing AI into, into their app. So it's been definitely a really fun project. That's amazing. Um, I feel like you have been, I mean, can we talk about the celebrity clients you have worked with? Sure. Or- <laughs> okay, let's go with the most like, you know, amazing one I love. It's Lady Gaga. So you started your career building website with the team of for like for Lady Gaga, right? Yep. Yeah. So that was based uh that was 2011. Um I had the amazing opportunity to work with Lady Gaga on her website littlemonsters.com and it was her first kind of fan community website. And um, we were based in Palo Alto. And the thing that I loved about her community was the creativity. And there was a lot of the LGBT um, youth that were really in love with her, uh, you know, outfits. And uh, it was kind of the first um, use of, of like a fan community website, similar to Tumblr or Pinterest where she would create a uh, amazing music video or look and then little monsters would create their own art from it so like paintings drawings and being able to share it on the website and also have a community where they can really um feel like the super fans were heard and so that was such a, a special part of internet history i feel like that i was a part of and being able to give back in that way and working with the the most creative one of the most creative people in the world um, and being able to scale that from, I remember like zero to like a million users and being able to have an amazing, um, uh, yeah, being able to to scale that community. And it's some of the same things that we're thinking about 12 years later with Web3, building uh, the communities and being able to, you know, really, uh, how can the super fans connect with each other and not just with her? So we're really trying to think of ways like getting VIP backstage passes and um, special merch and, ma- and making the, the fans feel really special. So I, I really loved, uh, that was an amazing opportunity and time to be able to think about the fandom and how we can really leverage community in uh, at that time, which was the Web2 world. But now we're thinking about the Web3 world where there's going to be analytics and a lot more uh, data to be able to see like who are your super fans so say there's a new artist that comes out um being able to have like a descending list of being able to see these are the people that are buying your concert and then they're also uh being able to share it with their their friends and family and being able to have like you know that grassroots movement um 
And so designing a product that people really loved, and I still get emails and messages to this day of people that just loved, they, they, they said, I actually talked to a fashion designer and he said, wow, that site back in the day really made me get into fashion design. And now he's this huge fashion designer. So having that inspiration and influence, um, building these platforms is something really special. And, and uh, yeah, that was something I'm definitely really proud of. Totally. I have so many questions there. So um, I wonder, first of all, like, how do you land so many amazing clients? Oh, like, for example, Google Ads, for example, Lady Gaga. Like, I've, I feel like it's not like, yeah, like, I'm just curious. Like, how do you first, like, encounter these amazing teams? And then how how do people navigate the conversation of, like, um, between, like, a social conversation to eventually land people as clients? Well, it's funny because I'm a big believer in the power of positive thinking and manifesting. I know. I listen to like, so we have chatted this in like in LA last year, maybe two years ago, two years ago. And then you asked me, what do I envision myself for the future? And then like, and I was like, that's so like, it's actually really helpful to like make things like really detailed. And then, um, by the way, during my stalking, uh, you know, in the past few hours, I listened to a whole podcast of you and this lady talk about like um, future talking. Yeah. I was just like, I feel like that's exactly what we need in like the new year. But anyway, keep going. I'll let you talk. Yeah. So actually, it's funny you mentioned that I just saw Jen Hill uh, to the podcast with um, this last weekend. And so we were just talking about how every year I've, I've created a vision board um, during the new year. So I, I work with my friend and we create this vision board. We spend, it's, it's the most productive meeting, the most important meeting of the year because mm -hmm. we spend some time, we meditate a little bit and we create a vision board on our Google Jamboard basically and being able to uh, use imagery and pictures and some a, a very like visual person to manifest the things that we want into our life and bring them like our mind is a magnet right and I want to do a session with you on that I definitely want to I was thinking about this um I was like I feel like I'm so like brainwashed by the LA culture now that, that like I personally want to manually purchase a board and like yeah. glue stuff on top of it um so yeah, what's in your board this year? Let's so, say. Yeah, it's it's funny because um, it used to be a very kind of woo woo spiritual, you know, like it sounded <laughs> like Burning Man hippie. But basically, you know, any company, even when I do their design, I start with the mood board and being able to pull inspiration of things that are already existing mm -hmm. and that we like to bring into this world. So I think when when I do a vision board, I, I you start with what you're grateful for. So your, your family, your friends, um, you know, having a roof over your head, like mm -hmm. simple things. And then you can always build on top of that. And it doesn't have to be all material things. So like there's that book, The Secret, that was like, oh, if I just want a Lamborghini, I put the Lamborghini on my uh, vision board and, and get it. But it's funny, everybody in my life, I've um, worked with as well, very successful people, even people like Lady Gaga, you watch interviews with her early on. She said uh, her first album was The Fame and she wasn't famous at the time, you know? So you kind of like, it's it's like you will it into fruition by, 
And then future talking is something that you say that you already have it, or you already believe that you have these attributes and that you're deserving of getting them. So for instance, like the, the Lady Gaga on the Google X, I got on my vision board two or three years before I actually got that opportunity. So I, you know, put on my vision board this year, both personal and professional things uh, that that I, I want. So basically, uh, you know, meeting my partner and, um, and having so much fun with, uh, with him and my new puppy, my dog that I, I got as well. And uh, he's mini golden doodle. He's great. And, uh, and I just envision the attributes I want to have. So one of the, the main words that I put on there was positive connection. So positive connections of people that I work with and then positive connections in my personal life and friends and family. And then I also put uh, down, you know, certain, certain personal things to me that I, and attributes I really want to um, embody over the, the new year. And so what's funny is like, I've been doing it now for so many years and I look back and you look back on it and you're like, oh my God, I got all of those things I envisioned like seven years ago, or I was thinking about. And so I also think of it as like a personal brand. So you, you kind of put images on this mood board that you, things that you want in your life, and then they become your Instagram, basically. They become the things that you are wanting. So even with the, um, like any of the press that I've gotten, I wrote press articles as if they were already happening, but yeah. they, um. yeah. Yeah, I want to say this, like, actually, yesterday's guest, um, Mike um, Duda from uh, Bush, and he has, like, on his, like, phone, uh, he showed us to the public. It's not, like, a, like, private information I'm sharing. So, um, basically, he has, like, a, he put, like, a case study of Harvard Business School. Like, a, it's, like, a, um, you know, an imaginary thing, and then he put it on his phone to, like, eventually he want to achieve that. So, like, you know, he want Harvard Business School to write things about bullish because he believed in like, you know, marketing people and the liberal arts people could be amazing investors, which I thought was like, wow, like I should have that on my phone as well, because I feel like that's so true. Like, I feel like I've done so many things I put like I have in my head. Like last year I was on the New York Times, New York Times billboard. I was in shock. But anyway, so like um, a company kind of like put our um, put my face on top of it and then I was like wow like this is something that I definitely have imagined for myself but I've just never really wrote down but I feel like if I did what you did which is like basically have these really specific things in your mood board um, maybe we can accomplish that a lot faster yeah I, I definitely agree I think that if you put it out there on a board and you can even do it on a paper board as well um, and you keep looking at it, your mind sort of is that magnet that attracts those things into your life, whether consciously or unconsciously. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it is a good way to visualize uh, basically starting with the mission, the vision and that North Star vision of where you want to be and then working backwards to get those things that you that you want. So throughout my life, um, that's kind of been the guiding principle of having that dream self that you want to embody and then being able to 
get those opportunities. And when the timing comes, then you're, then you're already ready for it. You know, then you, mm -hmm. then it's like, then it makes it easy. It's not like you're, you're creating your life in a way that's on autopilot. Like it's not manual. It's your, your, uh, intentionally putting the things that you want. So I think, yeah, putting it on, especially if you're a visual person, putting it on some sort of board, um, definitely helps, uh, kind of solidify those things that you want and the things that you don't want either. So I think, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a really good practice, uh, to have. So, um, yeah, happy to work with you on, on that as well. Anytime. You're the best. Um, okay, let's talk about like you have. Um, I think like you know you revealed Tom, which I I just mentioned like you know Tom founder Tom's founder was on our podcast last year, and uh, you have seen a lot of like these amazing design AI related apps and like companies. I wonder what do you see as like three trends that AI kind of ch change the world of design and what is like some companies that's on your radar that people should pay attention to? Yeah. So we're, I actually just came back from CES in Las Vegas and it was, How really was, it? It was so much fun. It was actually, I've been going for the last decade or so. And this year has been probably one of my favorite years because now technology is exciting again, where there's these demos and there's these robotics and then there's all these, um, yeah, amazing car concepts and TV concepts of the future, like holograms. And uh, and now there's a lot of the AI companies. So AI, of course, is like the big word this year um, in every facet of the way. I think how traditional companies are infusing it. Uh, and then I think the big trends now, um, of course, we know about ChatGPT and uh, how, how it helps not necessarily replace our work, but improves our work. So for my creative process, I'm really fascinated about all of the new AI tools that are helping me in my day-to-day -day life improve my work and um, also really interesting use cases of them. So one of my favorite new AI products is called Pi. It's, uh, I actually chatted with the founders as well. It's, it's uh, pi.ai. And, and like PIE? Uh, PI. PI.AI. Yeah. And so what's really beautiful about Pi is that it's a traditional chat interface, um, conversational interface familiar to ChatGPT, but it's really more focused on interpersonal relationships and almost like therapy, where if you were to ask a therapist a certain question, mm -hmm. um, this one is able to solve any sort of like maybe you might have an issue with a co-founder or you have an issue with a neighbor or you have some sort of issue with somebody that you're working with and how to be able to solve them. And uh, I use it a lot for emailing people, messaging people. Like I'll, I'll create basically like a prompt of something that I want to uh, say to somebody and then I'll ask it to rewrite it in a, a really nice way. And it, it basically really creates a skeleton outline um, and it's a really, uh, really well designed, really simple, and they're really focused towards the empathy and the emotional part of it, uh, of, of AI. So I'm a big fan of that company. I'm also a really big fan that I've been seeing the trends of a lot of these new creative, um, video creation and image creation. So 
image creation, like Mid Journey, I've been creating a lot of amazing artwork through it and going on Twitter uh, for X to see basically all the different types of prompts you can, you can ask it. So now we're all becoming these kind of like prompt engineers where we're getting all these scripts and saying like, okay, how can I create a brand interface uh, for this new company? And I really love like blues and whites, for instance, and then being able to create a whole brand kit or a new logo or a new app design um, with the help of Midjourney. And it traditionally was it's pretty hard to use because it's a Discord channel and not many mm-hmm. people outside of Silicon Valley, you know, really are able to, I think, create that onboarding experience. And I think that was what was really hard. But now what's interesting is that they're going to create the web interface that they're already rolling out in beta. So it's going to be much easier to ask it certain questions. And then even with Dolly, of course, you can um, create images now through ChatGPT. And then one of my, another one of my new favorite AI apps is called Pika, P-I-K-A. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually just blew up. They're this big company I'm actually talking with um, this week uh, with the founders. They're out of Stanford. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a video creation platform I, to be able to say, create me a movie with my dog. Mm-hmm. Toshi and being able to like create a Pixar movie basically out of out of him. So um, it's incredible, like the new AI tools that are applied to the arts. Um, I think they're so high quality, so well done, and we're just you know kind of at the beginning of it. So I think those are kind of my three favorite new um, AI apps that I've been uh, playing around with and actually using in like my day to day life. Uh, I think it's been transformational in, in that way and being able to even work with clients and send them design concepts um, using AI, utilizing it, uh, and being able to do things so much faster. Um, I also even just use it for like competitive analysis or doing pitch decks with Tome and being able to see, okay, if we're creating a new product in this market, um, say for like AI healthcare or something like that, being able to see a SWOT analysis, like all the strengths, the weaknesses of all the competitors in the space and having it do that for you in a, in a really fast and easy way um, is, is amazing. So I, I'm really excited about how designers in Silicon Valley are utilizing AI with being able to create icons, imagery, brands faster. And of course, you're going to need the human touch, you know, behind it. I think it's still not there for, say, you write into prompts, like, create me a new app that's, uh, you know, going to help my, uh, I don't know, say, like, a a new app to, like, help my dog uh, match dogs with people and, like, adopt them faster or something like that. Like, being able to create create any app. We're not there yet, but um, I'm excited to see, like, where where it's going with with these companies. and there's so much innovation in the space that it's just, it really is like Moore's law. It's like exponential every day. There's so many new companies coming out that's, um, and new tools to be able to utilize in your, in your day-to-day work um, that, I'm, that I'm looking forward to. And so, yeah, I definitely have that techno-optimism uh, part of it. And then on the flip side, of course, with the ethics and AI, um, you know, there's a lot of repercussions about, you know, creating more regulatory, uh, involvement even with the government to make sure that 
you know, ethically we're doing, we're creating, just because we can create them doesn't mean we should create it, you know? So, um, but for right now, I think we're in a really good optimistic part of uh, time right now where it reminds me of the early days of Silicon Valley in like 2008, 2009, where we we're building all of these web two like social network tools that were really exciting. And now we're on this like new cusp that's uh, about to take off. So I'm curious to know like any of the AI tools that you've been using or which ones excite you right now in 2024. I have to give a plug of my one of my portfolio company. Yeah. <laughs> but when you mentioned uh, Pika, I think Pika was also in AGI House, and then this other company I invested in, like um, they're also came from the AGI House, which is like a popular, I guess, like AI startup house. And then um, the they were so the founder was on my show last week, and I uh, they are basically. Imagine ChatGPT, but in the finance sector. So essentially what you can do is you can, it's called uh, generative alpha. So essentially if you want to, instead of like reading the hundreds of pages of financial reports, uh, you can essentially leverage that tool to give you insights from, let's say, um, you know, Apple's earning report or any uh, big company's earning report. And then they give you like really, important data from it and then you can do back re uh, back background research about any sector that you want to invest in or just like learning about things so i feel like that's an amazing tool um but i would love to learn about from like a design perspective um i guess like how do you think ai will kind of shape how people use design in the future and then you know canva is like one of the og companies in the space and then now we we have seen a lot of companies that are coming after them by leveraging ai or but like do you think like what do you think the big incumbents should do to kind of like in the space to maintain their um position in the market and like also where do you see as like the opportunity for the smaller companies to get an edge yeah, I think having real starting with the real customer need first and then working backwards on the technology, uh, because if you don't start with the use cases, like the practical use cases of the core user journeys, the technology doesn't really matter. So I think having really compelling use cases. So for instance, like if you're working on a presentation and you want to create me a new um, PNL uh, or a, a new type of pitch deck, that's I think what Tone does really well. All you have to do is say, create me a pitch deck for investors, a 10 pager, you know, pitch deck, and it creates a template for you. It creates all the pages for you. Um, and then I think as a, a designer, uh, you know, we're, we're constantly, um, seeing what's next and like, you know, we're really kind of looking forward to building the future. And I think if we can leverage AI with like even mid journey saying, create me a new brand logo, um, it gives us more options. And it also really helps the whole creative process be able to come up with concepts very quick and quickly and being able to share them with the team and say, which one do we like better? One, two, three, or four, you know, which direction do we want to do? And traditionally that would take a lot of time and money to be able to come up with all those different types of concepts. But now we're able to create design concepts and art boards and mood boards much faster. 
Mm -hmm. and kind of align the team more on uh, seeing which one feels the best uh, given their business objectives or given the team's like personal aesthetic of the brand, like what, where, where, they see, where they see it. Um, so I think it helps us create a lot more concepts, big ideas faster, which is um, really exciting. And it's also applied to any sort of field. It can be applied to interior design, fashion design, photography. Like you can basically create concepts and, and utilize it much faster with your clients uh, in a much more efficient uh, way. So I, I think those are some of the trends that I've been seeing um, that are emerging and then i think more with the video aspect like you even with this podcast you can create new visuals and b-roll and you know a lot more amazing uh videos uh faster than hiring necessarily someone to spend you know weeks or months to do a, a graphic or a logo and you can use canva or one of these tools to be able to do it and i think even google is, is creating their own uh suite of products now they just launched their video um, AI tool. So there's going to be a lot more competition in the space, which is always good for consumers because it's going to be much better to, um, yeah, be able to see, like, be able to have more options for the consumer to choose which one in terms of quality and speed is kind of the best one. Um, yeah. So, and I'm excited to see it applied to all different new verticals too. So like you mentioned that financial one, there's going to be ones for healthcare, there's going to be AI tools for government. So, you know, it's going to be across the board, uh, much more exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you are, um, you mentioned about like January AI. Um, so you are like, they're one of your clients. And then I wonder, like, when you're thinking about working with different clients, you like, you know, we talk about like, it, it's ranging from Google to um, January AI to like these celebrities. What's a different way of thinking about a design for all these different group of people? Also, as for um, like, you know, January AI or any AI company that you are working with, um, how do you, like, I guess, like, um, number one, how do you kind of like pitch yourself to be the design partner or like maybe they chose you, like how does the conversation happen? And then, um, I guess like, what is like the KPI you set for yourself? Um, and then how do you kind of like accomplish that? Um, especially working with AI companies. Yeah. So the way that I bet clients is are these things that I would love to see in the world, like mm -hmm. personally, are they doing good for the world? Is this a real need? And are we riding this new wave? Um, is it, is it, is it too early or is it, is it just like on the right timing? So I think with January, for instance, it was, you know, utilizing AI, but they really wanted to focus on making it as simple and easy to use and intuitive to use for the masses and being able to combine really advanced technology with a really solid use case um, was definitely something I was really excited about. So if I'm not like personally excited about it, like I'm not gonna uh, kind of take it on myself um, because there is so many, so much new opportunity for um, design in this world. And I'm, I'm really grateful for all the, the amazing new clients and people that I, I get to work with. Um, and they are somewhat different depending on their needs. So depending if they're, what stage they're at, um, you know, I traditionally focus on consumer mobile. Uh, that's kind of, but then I, of course I do like web apps and brand. 
Um, but yeah, if, if there's, I think an opportunity where I see there's a spark of, there's something there that's really unique and special about this company. Those are the ones I work, like to work with. And then of course the team, you know, like if I get a really good sense of chatting with the team that they're all aligned, you ask what their mission and their vision is. And most people on the team have like a very common answer. That's a good sign. And that they're have that kind of yes. And, uh, you know, Stanford design school, um, kind of even like comedy improv mentality where it's, oh, we could do this and then we could do this. And yes, we have to stay focused. But as long as the team that I see is really excited to build on top of something and improve and have that kind of feedback loop between their core customers and getting their feedback and then building it back into the product cycle with the development and the design team, having that core key like feedback loop where you're building something, you're testing it out, and then you're taking all those insights and learning and building it back into the product is uh, you know really important to having a really solid product that's going to reach product market fit and kind of grow exponentially and do that hockey stick type of approach. So I think if you, you can kind of feel if the customers, it's almost like that kind of like cult product. If they're like, if there's something about the product that people really love. And then I also do the toothbrush test, which was from Larry Page and Google. If you use the product more than two or three times a day, then you know there's something sticky about it and you want to return back to it and that you use it often. And then if you didn't have the product, you would feel like your life is like missing something and that people would get really upset. So like that's when you know you kind of have that product market fit that we're talking about and how to reach that and achieve that and sustain that over time. Um, and building a really great design and product culture within, within the company. What If there's an organization that has a C-suite that has like a product officer in it that um, is a stakeholder that really appreciates um, user experience and customer feedback, then that's always a good sign as well too. Totally. I wonder when it comes to like, do you, would you go ahead and like write a list of like dream company that you want to work with and then you approach them or do you wait for someone to approach you? Um, how do you approach like working with the ideal client? Right. So yeah, we, um, we have a backlog. We have like a wait list of people that, you know, there's so many people that have reached out to me over the last couple of months for design work. And, um, basically we, we have like, yeah, like almost like a wait list that we have of people that, uh, we have on the market just because of my experience in the web three world and the AI world and the clients and people that I, I've gotten to work with. Um, and then being in Silicon Valley for 12 years, I've worked with a lot of amazing people. So I mostly get it through um, referral and people that I've worked with in the past and, and word of mouth of mm -hmm. people. So luckily, you know, don't have to do any sort of like paid marketing or uh, mm -hmm. outreach in, in that way. But I think also creating, I, I just started um, YouTube as well and a podcast. So I think having, creating content that, in the, in the new world where we're constantly creating um, uh, like TikTok videos and short form media and little how to's are great ways to get uh, attract new people. And maybe, you know, months or years down the line, we might work together, but they might first find out about us through even, you know, shows like this and, and being able to 
to find uh, people to work, great people to work with uh, through content, uh, like through short form content like this and, and podcasts. Um, and so, yeah, that's a great way to, to create um, outreach by having a consistent schedule like you do um, and, and just talking to all the best people. And also being like a, an advisor or, you know, you're not necessarily looking to work together maybe at that, at, at that point, but doing exactly what you're doing by asking really great people questions and being a mentor so they really root for you and your success um, and they're on your team rather than you having to like interview with them in the traditional way. So I think I always like the, the, the saying, if you were to ask for advice um, or if you, if you want to ask for money, you ask for advice rather than um, asking for the money, you know, basically mm -hmm. just ask them for advice. Like, what, what do you think I should do? But, you know, as looking at, if you're interested in getting funding for a company, um, I think that was the Bill Gates Steve uh, Jobs kind of um, mentality as well to like get a lot of great mentors around you, get a lot of advisors around you, and and kind of treat that relationship in, in that way rather than like a traditional interview or something like that. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about uh, like what you're what you're thinking as well. Like uh, how do you how do you get to uh, how do you get great people on your on your podcasts and things like that. I okay so are you starting a podcast or are you I've been reviewing some of my favorite apps and products that I yeah I, I know that's uh the your YouTube series yeah. I saw the review of Tom I saw some other reviews I think that's great I feel like that's I think you should do like a solo podcast you know like I I don't really know if this podcast still exists. Like, I think Alex Lieberman has a podcast of like a founder journal or whatever. He just like talked for 10 minutes about things that he studied that week. I assume I listened to one with uh, he how he talked about the founder of Pinduoduo, which is like a Chinese app. And that's like kind of like a really popular, it's kind of like a Chinese um, Amazon ish. Um, I I don't really know what's a, how to explain the equivalent, but anyway, so I I feel like these like insight podcasts are super wow. I I would love to hear you done one. Um, in terms of like getting guests, that's a great question. By the way, I love that like the tea kombucha thing. Oh, I've been doing yerba mates now. Other like yeah. coffee, but yerba mates has been my. Yeah. I, I love it. I made my own like milk tea or whatever. So, <laughs> I think um, I think like you you're always like so authentic. That's like what I love about like hanging out with you. And then I feel like you're like you're really hardworking. And I just feel like that just like really attract me. I feel like I'm such a I'm like a really vibe kind of person. So I feel like I have to like the person's vibe to like um like do something with them. And then I feel like you gave people the positive vibe. Um I have like so many questions for you. I think like I'll leave two questions before we end because I know you have a hard stop soon. Um one is like I wonder if you're investing in AI. Um, in the AI space, especially from the design lens, what would be like three company that you put your money in? And number two is um, like, 
I guess like when you're designing for a company, let's say like January or another company, how like what are things that you think about at the beginning? So like how do you kind of like help them, right? Like do you create um is this like benchmarked by, you know, you're gonna attract like 40x user by leveraging my design or like how do you benchmark that um and how do you kind of create a plan to execute on top of that mm -hmm. yeah these are great questions i love it i um I'm, I'm definitely a big fan of the companies that utilize um i would say the more of the heart than the mind for ai because you know, we all seem like the the um, sci-fi movies where the robots take over, mm -hmm. and you know, I think having that empathy and and the heart connection, and and similar to that, um, similar to January, and similar to Pi, um, where they really focus on improving human relationships and human personal, how to improve our life with you know, our family and friends, like, I think that's such an amazing aspect of, and, 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 and the AI isn't even like, you know, like if you go to the website, yes, it'll, it'll say AI, but it'll really more talk about how to increase the positive connections you have with people and just utilizing AI. But I think the main focus is how to improve the human connection and, our our life in in a positive way rather than just building technology for technology's sake so i those are some of my favorite companies yeah, the pi one the pika i think the, the creativity tools are really great because now you don't have to be a designer to create a great website or a, a great app or marketing or social media tools you could utilize tools like canva or um it's kind of democratizing the space. So anybody could be able to create an amazing website or app now, or even, you know, even a new movie or video, like through Pika, like you could create a Pixar style, you know, Disney studio type of movie. And just the amount of new content that's gonna be created through that is really exciting. So I'm really excited to chat with that team. Um, and then I would say any, any team that has thought about the ethics behind implementing good stops, stop gaps, or, you know, basically people that think about AI in a way that's ethically conscious and they have a good moral compass for what they're building. And I think putting safety and security ahead of everything. So, you know, it, it is important that we stay ahead of it. Um, is all good things. And then I think just having a really amazing team of super smart people, but also very, you know, personal and being able to um, be very easy to work with, I think are, you know, creating an amazing culture for employees. There's nothing, yeah, there, there's no like secret sauce of creating a, a successful startup. A lot of companies do that despite of having a lot, some of these things, but if I, if I'm like you, I, I get a good vibe from the founders or the CEO, then I'd love to chat with them. Um, I think it's, uh, and I think if there's a, there's a real need there, people that you could tell that the users want to return back to and the customers like really love the product and they want to come back to it. That's like a really good sign early on that there's going to be 
a good product market fit company and something that people want to return back to without having to come back just like for push notifications or things, but authentically like they they will use it in their day-to-day life and think of this product over the existing ones. Totally. What is like a three company that you want to put your money in? Well, I I definitely love January. I love Pika. And then I also love uh, this new app that I actually just got shared with. Do you know about Labs? Labs Labs.com? No. What is it called? Uh, L-A-B-S? L-A-P-S-E.com. And it's a new type of like social network, but it's more about like their slogan is friends, not followers. So their onboard experience was really beautiful. And it's really a new type of Gen Z sort of, do you remember that, uh, what's that other company called, uh, um, not B-Roll, it was like- uh, B-Real? B-Real, yes. Yeah. It was like B-Real, but for more close personal connections. And if you download labs.com, they're also like, yeah, they were on the list with the, the Forbes 30 under 30. Um, they it just i think they also utilize art they they have a lot of people from an art background and the way that we used to take photos more about taking photos about memories rather than taking photos for followers or likes like i love that mission statement and i thought that was like they did a really amazing onboarding video and the and it seems like it's the new kind of like hot app for Gen Z. So it is seems like it's going to either get acquired by Facebook or Snapchat or they'll continue doing their their good thing. But yeah, I, I would definitely check out those apps. And then um, yeah, for any like updates on on my side, you can check out the uh, superfuturelabs.com. And it's so beautiful. I just want to say everyone should check out Joey's website. It's so beautiful. Um, um and like it's like I feel like I'm living in the future by just looking at it. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, and then yeah, I'm on Twitter at uh, or X at JP, just JP. So that's me. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming on to our chat today. Follow Joey and check out his website. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Grace. That was such a nice conversation. I appreciate you. Let me end the stream.